the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, welcome back, everybody. The It's four minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock, and we're going to be done with this particular radio show sometime at about noontime. So you're welcome to call us now and give us a call. And we've got two callers on the line. I'm going to get straight to them. And anyway, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. And you're more than welcome to give us a call. We'll get to you as quickly as we can. Let's go to Terry. Terry, good morning. How can I help you? Good morning, Mark. Um, I have a 2014 Toyota Camry XLE, and it's got, I believe, a 3.5-liter four-cylinder engine. Okay. And when I start it up after it sits overnight or something, you know, for a longer period of time, I can hear the engine rattle just for a second or, you know, as when it, when you start it up. And the the uh, oil pressure light just barely blinks on it. You know, the that little oil. Sure. Looks like an oil can or whatever. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. I, it's only got 40,000 miles on the car. I had bought it uh, this spring from a dealer, and it's a uh, lease car, so it's only a one-owner car. And I've got uh, 020 synthetic oil in it. Have you ever heard of any issues like that? No, and I'm not quite sure um, I would be worried about that. Um, I'm My first question out of my mouth, you covered. Um, that car takes 020 synthetic, and there's some older guys that want to put 30 weight or 1030 or 1040 or 2050 in their cars because they like the pillow mentality, but mm-hmm. your car, had it had that oil, would be the problem. Here's, well, here's I, what can, When I ahead. first bought the car, it, I noticed that. So then I changed the, the dealer had just changed the oil on it. And so I changed the oil filter to an OEM Toyota oil filter, and it didn't make any difference at all, you know. Okay, I could have told you that. Um, that it, the Toyota's was the one, or one of the, them, one of the many companies who got in trouble by the government. And as a result of that, the Magnuson Moss Act was passed that says this. If Eureka says you have to use their bags... They have to give them to you for free. If Toyota says you have to use their oil filter, they have to give them to you for free. That's called the Magnuson Moss Act. It's kind of like the dealers that say you can only use their parts. Well, they better give them to you for free. So a few, and keep in mind that virtually every oil filter that's sold in the United States is made by one of three companies, and all they do is paint the label on differently. So it's not that big of a deal. You know, I tell people shop by price. That's what I do. So there's oil filters out there for a buck fifty that I screw on your car sometimes if they're on special. 
most of the time they're going to cost me three to five dollars a piece. But in your car, here's what you could do that that would make you feel better: have the oil changed, and then at a thousand miles, have them pull a small sample of oil. And if you go on the internet and you go oil analysis, there'll be all kinds of companies that will run an analysis and they'll send you a little tube. So you do an analysis at 1,000 miles, and you do an analysis at 2,000 miles, and what we're looking for is growth. So if the aluminum number is 8 and the 10,000-mile one, um, at the 1,000-mile one, I say, I mean, then we better not have more than 8 on the second one. But if it's 8 on the first 1,000-mile oil analysis and it's 28 or 30 on the second one, then we've got something coming apart in the engine. And oil analysis covers all the metals in your engine. Cast iron, steel, brass, chrome, everything. So, And that doesn't cost much. I think you can find them for like $8, $8 $10, But I'll tell you right now, I'm not worried about what you're talking about. If that were my car, I wouldn't care. Um, it could be a whole lot of things, but the fact that it pumps up quickly says that there's no real problem. And oil leaves a film on the motor where that small amount of time, which might really effectively be three or four or five seconds, maybe ten at the most, is no problem. And to to, to show you how, how that is, take a screwdriver and dip it in a quart of oil and then hang it. And then the next morning, go out there and just slide your fingers down the shaft of the screwdriver, and it'll still be covered in oil. Yeah. So, And there's no nothing hot when you first start it in the morning either. So I'm not quite sure that I'd I'd be real concerned. How many miles did you have on that? Uh, it I bought it with like 34,000, and it's just barely, um, I'm just ready for an oil change at 40,000, and it's a 2014. Okay. okay. So. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Um, I don't think it's an oil filter. Um, I no, I, I don't believe it's an oil filter because I changed that out and it still yeah. still does the same thing. Yeah, so you know, if you wanted to do, you know, let me give you an, an idea on how I use the analysis. It's 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 uncommon, but my shop makes mistakes. So this little old lady brings her car in for an oil change, and we don't check to make sure that we remove the old gasket filter or the filter gasket, which is a big mm-hmm. black O-ring. So we put the new filter on top of the old gasket, and as soon as it develops any kind of oil pressure, it blows that top gasket out, and you got oil all over the ground. So she's about a mile away, and she sees smoke. She's got people honking at her, and she drives a little bit further to get off the road. She calls us. We send a tow truck. We get it to the shop, and we fill a pack of oil. We fix the, the filter, but we're not sure if this motor took a beating. So we did just exactly what I told you. We ran a thousand mile test on it and it never made the thousand miles. So we replaced the engine. The idea is, is this happens to all of us, but the oil analysis, if that story turned around and the customer said, I want you to buy the car, I know you hurt my motor, I would say, hey, let's do an oil analysis, the thousand, two thousand, three thousand. And if we don't have any growth of any kind of metal inside that analysis, then I didn't hurt your motor. And so you know I gave you back the same motor you had. Through the grace of God, I should ask that. Or I should yeah, add I to believe that. the car is still under that bumper-to-bumper or um, powertrain. Uh, five-year or 60,000-mile uh, engine drivetrain warranty yeah. yet. Did you take it's it wrong. in? Have you taken no, it in? No, I haven't in? taken it in. I thought I'd talk to you because 
you seem very knowledgeable where you go to the dealer and they kind of bounce you around, you know. Well, I think what you do is, is you call them, ask them how much a synthetic oil change is. You make an appointment. If that number's between 15 and $100, take it. So you, And then you take it in there and you say, oh, by the way, it's got a clatter first thing in the morning. And try to te- tell them how long the clatter lasts. So you hit the key, 1,001, 1,002, 1,003, boom, it's gone. So I got a three-second clatter. Would you look at that and see? Now, they and I both have huge encyclopedias available to us via a a subscription. So uh, my shop probably spends $500 a month to have access to these databases. So I punch in 2004 or 2014 Camry 3.5 liter, and I'd probably put the VIN in there. And then I'd do oil pressure. I'd search for the word oil pressure. Or I'd search for the word clatter or clicking. Most people call it clicking, but it can be called clacking as well. So I would look through all of that, and I would see if anything pops up. Sometimes they have what they call a technical service bulletin. And the technical service bulletin says, yeah. if you have this, then here's the parameters that we find disagreeable and if uh, Terry has um, drops below 8 pounds of oil pressure first thing in the morning then we want you to pull the pan and replace this o-ring So, but if Terry's clattering at 10 and 12 and it doesn't drop below 8 then forget it so that's kind oh, of what okay. it is okay alright hey thank you very much Mark you're welcome Terry you're welcome and we're going to go to Larry and then we're going to go to Carrie and then we're going to go to Freddie. But anyway, right now, Larry, you're up. Hi, Mark. Thanks Hi. for taking my call. You bet. I have a 98 Subaru Outback, 205,000 miles. I've owned it for the past 14 years. It's my going to the mountain car. I, and we go up there year-round, skiing in the winter and everything. Uh, we love this vehicle. And uh, it just started vibrating the front end. Um, I, I took relatively new tires, took it in. I had it... Re- Tires rotated and balanced. Uh, that seemed to help, and then it started vibrating again. I took it to my mechanic, uh, who's been my mechanic for the last 20 years. He put it up on the rack. He said where the axle, and he showed me where the axle goes into the transfer case. He says, your transfer case is bad. Um, first he told me, you know, wasn't worth repairing. Said he did some research. He wouldn't do the work, but he would send it out. Um, gave me an estimate of $1,800 for a rebuilt transfer case. Okay. I'm just wondering what any suggestions you might have and and at what point, as much as you love a vehicle, you just pull the plug. Okay. How many miles? I missed that. How many miles are on it? 205,000. Regular okay. maintenance. Uh, they put... Uh, okay. Okay. Hold have, on. I, okay. I need okay. to ask questions. Okay. All right. So I want you to spend just a minute and describe the problem better. Is it a vibration on acceleration or deceleration? Is it a vibration on turn left or turn right? Is it a vibration that's there all the time? Is it speed-related? Otherwise, the vibration is minimal at idle, and at 50, 60, 70 miles an hour, it's bigger. So I want you to fit into those parameters real quick. Okay. Um, it seems like it vibrates more... Um, after I take my foot off of the gas pedal, as, as a car slowing down, okay, um, it's intermittent. Sometimes, you know, I took it on the freeway. Sometimes it'll vibrate at high speed, 
sometimes at low speed. Okay. Um, and the, the steering wheel will just start shaking. Okay, the steering wheel shakes left and right. No, I haven't noticed that. Okay, it shakes north and south. Um, it has to do one or the other. This the, the steering wheel shakes and doesn't move left or right, or it shakes and goes left or right. Doesn't seem to go left or right. No. Okay, so it's just probably okay. First of all, it's a it's a sin against God for you to have one mechanic diagnose it and the other fix it. Because if they don't fix it, you're fired up, but both of them are going to point the fingers at one another. You're going to deal okay. with the shop that does it. You're going to deal with them yourself. Besides, okay. you don't want somebody in the middle of that deal because this could have been an $1,100 bid, and all of a sudden it grew to 1800 bucks. Okay. Another thing I'm struggling with is the inside axle. Normally when the, the inside, inside joint of the front axle goes bad, it has a, what comes with it is a bad oil leak. And you haven't said a word about that. No, haven't so, noticed. Haven't so, noticed any oil leak. Okay, so I'm kind of concerned about the diagnosis, and um, I would think that more would happen than just to lift it up in the air and point to the problem. I would be very unhappy if one of my senior guys did that. I would want them to drive it first. But I would he want did them drive it. Okay. Yeah. All right. He, he did drive it, and I rode with him. Okay. All right. Yeah. And then he just lifted it up, and how long did it take him to point to the inner axles? Oh, he looked at it for a while. Okay, okay, I and like then that. He called me, then he called me out, and, um, and he okay. grabbed the axle and said, look at the play right here as it goes, you know. Did he do both sides and look for play? Yeah. Okay, and you had some play on both sides? I believe so. Okay. I just think you need another opinion. Let me tell you a real quick story. I have breakfast with a bunch of car guys on Friday mornings. Uh And this one car guy was telling me about this vibration he had. And it's a front-wheel drive. Now, i got to tell you, there's a hell of a lot of stuff moving on a front-wheel drive. So he replaced the outer joint of the axle. Then he replaced the axle. Then he replaced both axles. Then he did the wheel bearing. Then he did this. Then he did that. Then he did this. Then he did that. What do you, I think it is? And I said, you've, you've replaced everything that moves in the front end, and you want me to tell you what you did wrong? I can't work through your eyes. I'm, obviously, you've replaced everything but the car, and you still have this vibration. Does the steering wheel go left or right or up or down? He doesn't know. It's a noise. Okay, does the noise make left or right? No. It's there all the time. Then later, m- months later, he tells me, oh, I fixed it. It's, it was the a- inner axle bearing. And I said, well, the inner axle bearing would have made a significant noise on a left or right turn. And it would have already been speed related, which you said it wasn't. So there was a lot of discrepancies in the way he, he did this. But he was working off YouTube University and all of his buddies. So everybody would guess on the, on the Friday morning breakfast, and then he'd go home and do it. And I wouldn't play that game with him because he wanted me to guess what it is. And I said, I just need more information. And he wouldn't take it to the valley. So when you look at the big picture, I just want you to back up and and just reevaluate where you were at and, and, and just go someplace else. What part of town do you live in? I'm in Mesa. Okay. I know you mem- mentioned uh, 
Tom Sonato. I, I think I would just take it to him and say, I can duplicate this problem, Would you? and not on Monday morning or Friday night, but I, right. I, would you loan me a technician, and I promise not to keep him very long, and I'm, I can duplicate the problem, and then I'm going to let him drive back, and then, you know, if, you, if it's okay with you, I'll sit in your lobby until you guys, you know, have a chance to look at it, or I'll have my wife pick me up or whatever. I think that's the kind of customer we all like. So okay. I, I think that that, and then you could say to him, up until the time you start diff diagnosis, you know, let me know when you're going to start the charge clock. And they may say, we're not going to charge the clock until we tell you. Or they may say, as soon as the car goes on the rack, we start the car, we start the charge. But the test drive is part of the, you know, simple diagnostic and we're blessed that you happen to be with it. So that's how I would do it. All righty. Uh, and, and Mark, I hear you talk about automatic transmission exchange. Uh, as well, I, and I'm just thinking in terms of the transfer case, am I getting ahead of, well, so you wouldn't recommend... No, I, I wouldn't. It's you. You, you can't That's go in there and point at anything because if you point at anything, you're going to misdirect them. The, the right. idea is: is here's what my car's doing. I can show it to you. You tell me what the fix is, and at the end of the day, you look them in the eye, you grit your teeth, and you say. Are we guessing with your money? Is this a guess? And if it's a guess, are we guessing with your money or mine? That's a very valid discussion to have. Now, when I come back, I'm going to describe when Salem Boys guesses and what it sounds like. But most of the time, 99% of the time, we ain't guessing, we're fixing. So if someone says that to me, look them in the eye, write down, we are fixing, and I sign my name to it and hand it to them, and then they know. we got to run. We'll be back in a minute. Hello. I'm Greg May, owner of Phoenix Body Works. For 35 years, we've been demonstrating our workmanship, our honesty, our integrity, and our exceptional customer service. We are blessed to have so many repeat customers who refer their friends and family. We have ethical, loyal technicians who have been with us for years. They are ICAR certified, which means they are up to date on the latest technology and techniques. So your repairs meet or exceed industry standards. Our technicians are truly part of our family. We are very capable of fixing your car. We pull off damaged parts. We pull your frame and body mounts back to where they should be. Then we install the new parts. We align both the front and rear end. Then your car is back to the way it was when new. Our customers come from all over the valley. I'm Greg May. Remember, it's your vehicle. You pick the shop, not the insurance company. Phoenix Body Works, we want to be your collision repair specialist. Call us, 623-582-1434, Monday through Friday, 9 to noon on Saturday. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. The holidays are right around the corner. Luckily, so is Ace. So hurry in for our 20% off bag sale. Ace Rewards members get 20% off almost anything that fits inside the bag. Not an Ace Rewards member? Sign up is free and easy at your local Ace. Kick off your holiday shopping this weekend with big savings on quality gifts from the best brands. Don't miss the 20% off bag sale this Saturday and Sunday only at Ace. Offer valid at participating stores only. Additional conditions and exclusions apply. See store for details. Welcome back, everybody. 22 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. The lines are wide open, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. Let me tell you real quick about SNS Auto and Tire Service. They're on the west side, Peoria, Surprise, and Goodyear. They have a very deep, comprehensive line of tires in many different brands of many different sizes. So if you have any kind of needs, maybe you want a good, better, best estimate out the door, how much do I write my check for before you start working on my car, 
then you're at the right place. You can say to them, I've got a wheelbarrow, I've got a tractor, and here's the tire size I need. There's a good chance they're going to have that tire. So if you're looking for new tires on anything you own, S&S tire locations in the valley are the place to go. However, they also do oil changes, suspension, alignments, and stuff that revolves around tires, shock absorbers and struts and stuff like that. So they do all kinds of that kind of stuff. Okay, we're talking about guessing. Yeah, and Larry, I think the thing that confused me too is that he said that after they rotated and balanced. Oh, turn up my mic. He says. Oh, um, I'm going to have to turn up your mic, and so if you yeah. get your well, thing. Okay, Larry said, I thought he said that after they rotated and balanced the tires, it was better on his vibration, and okay. and then after a certain amount of time, it went bad again. So that kind of confused me too. If if you're right, and we'll leave it up to the audience <laughs> to determine if you're right, because I missed that. Okay. And if I missed it, then I'm sorry. But if that's the case, yeah, he took it in and he ended up with a alignment and balance and rotate the tires. Mm-hmm. There's a good chance he or his wife was diagnosed and it said we want an alignment and a tire balance. Right. And then after that, it was aggravated. What that would mean that would be a, a tire separation. We yeah. just moved the tire from the back where he could hardly discern it to the front where it became more obvious. I don't know. So yeah. those are, yes, you're, you're exactly but he, right. he didn't say alignment. He said rotate and balance. So, okay. Yeah. And, and sometimes people will say rotate and balance it, and then mm-hmm. they'll come back in and say, well, I still have the vibration. And right. my response is, is we weren't working on a vibration. We did what you told us. Exactly. So your diagnosis is defective. Go talk to my wife, and um, I'm done with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just teasing, <laughs> yeah, of course. I'm saying. just teasing. Okay, guessing and fixing. This is the deal. It is perfectly acceptable on a diagnostic start that they say, you need an inner axle, and we're going to replace your transfer case like Larry had. Larry should look him in the eye and says. So we're going to fix it. We need to make sure, I need to make sure we're, we're not guessing. And if we are guessing, who's money? Because the worst case scenario for Larry is he goes in and he spends the $1,800, $2,000 to have the transfer case replaced. And he has the same vibration or noise afterwards. Mm-hmm. But if you pay with a credit card, you can also stop payment on the credit card and let the credit card company get involved in your dispute. Usually they'll hold that money. And most of us aren't big enough, including the dealerships, to tell MasterCard or Visa or Discover to go pound sand. Mm -hmm. In our business, 90% or more of our business is paid with credit cards. So I'm just not going to try to tell them to... But So that's why you say, are we guessing or are we fixing? And if we're guessing, whose money are we guessing with? Now, Mrs. Jones comes into Salem Boys, my shop. I'll just call it my shop. She comes into my shop, and she says she's got an intermittent dying and stalling, and she has a little Chrysler K car. That was one from 20 years ago. So we look at it, and we can't find anything wrong, and it runs fine. So we call her up, and this is what I say to her. I can't find anything wrong, but I want you to hear about a guess that I'd like to make with your permission. The most common problem in this little K car is the distributor pickup assembly. Now, they make five different colors of these, and each one superseded the last one. So you have a white one, and the newest level is orange. So with your permission, I'm going to replace the white one that was five versions ago with the orange one. And that's going to cost you about $89 for the part, and probably somewhere in the vicinity of $65, $70 in labor. 
Now, Mrs. Jones, I want you to hear, I'm guessing, but I'm guessing with your money. You only have two other choices. You can start guessing and, and paying for educated guesses, or you can wait till it gets worse, perhaps dies, and doesn't restart. So, but I'm telling you, Mrs. Jones, I'm guessing, but we're, I'm guessing with your money. Mm-hmm. That's what a guess sounds like. No one's going to say, I'm guessing with a $3,000 transmission. That's why it's important for you to look him in the eye and say, so my symptoms are going to be gone when you're done, right? That's how it all works. That's what's important. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. The lines are wide open. Car repair is kind of funny. But the most important part of the start of car repair is good communication with the service rider. And like I've said before a hundred times, and I'm not disparaging guys because I am a guy, but the women do a much better job at the front counter than the men do. I I enjoy talking to a lady because she'll make the noise, she'll answer my questions, and there's three answers. Yes, no, or I don't know, and men don't know the third one. <laughs> and so if I say, does it vibrate when you make a hard right turn, and he says yes, and it doesn't, or if he says no, and it does, that creates a problem. But ladies will say, I don't know. So it's that's not universal. It's just a trend I've noticed over 39 years of working on cars <laughs> and with my own wife and my daughters. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. I've heard you guys years and years ago. You guys go in and tell them how to fix your cars. Then the shop foreman comes out to me and says, "Renee wants me to do this, but really it needs this." Mark, I never had a car that I took in anywhere. I've always told you <laughs> what to fix. <laughs> okay, I rest my You've case, been Perry Mason. On cars. All I my rest life. my case, Perry Mason, because you just said I always you told you list, what to do. Yeah, but you don't listen to me, so I know you didn't fix the right thing. I don't really listen to anybody. I just I want the symptoms, just the symptoms. What's it doing don't. that's wadding up your underwear? That's all I want. Okay. So vibrations are hard, but does it shake the steering wheel north and south or left and right? Does it shake the seat of your pants? Can you see the seat next to you vibrating when it happens? Those are the kinds of questions we normally ask. Mm -hmm. But here's a phone number, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. Did you know Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons, Tom and Paul, operate Rain Tree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Rain Tree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Rain Tree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating. Rain Tree Auto Repair provides free estimates and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint and it's waterborne paint so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare contracts, and in the process started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. 
When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. Sound crazy? The crazy thing is, this never ends. Even when you die, your family's now going to be stuck with this burden. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. I guarantee if we can't cancel your timeshare contract, you'll pay nothing. Call for your free information kit, 800-290-7100. That's 800-290-7100, 800-290-7100. All about that demon, all the well, welcome back, everybody. Let me talk about Strictly Diesel here real quick because Strictly Diesel is for you Strictly Diesel guys. Nate is just one of the best diesel technicians I know. They do service repair. They do parts. They work on foreign, domestic. Listen to these words. Light diesel, light-duty diesel trucks. They're located at I-17 and Pinnacle Peak Road in North Phoenix. They're open Monday through Friday, but you can go to their website and find out a lot of diesel information. And they also sell competition parts. Otherwise, we can put a cold air kit on your car, and they discuss that on their website. So Nate and his staff are A1, A-plus kind of shops when it comes to Ford, Dodge, and Chevy diesels. So if you're looking for a good diesel guy, then Nate over at Strictly Diesel is a good place. Ken, you're up first. How can I help you? Yeah, thank you. Uh, I have a, a 2000, or my wife has a 2000 Grand Marquis. Uh, anytime you go to start the engine, it started when it's in park and you go to go start it, it either fights us or argues about going in the reverse. Uh, it's been doing that for months and months, but eventually uh, it gets back into reverse, and I'm just afraid we're going to strip some gears or something. Okay, so you start it up, whether it's cold or hot, and you got your foot on the brake, and you put it into reverse, and exactly what happens? Uh, it doesn't, it fights getting into reverse. It, it, it doesn't want to go into reverse, and then uh, it's a lot of times you hit the brakes and it will eventually go in reverse. Or I'll shut the engine off and start it up again, then it will go in the reverse. Okay. That's something that the shop's going to have to see. I see. There is a switch, uh, the brake light switch unlocks the shift uh, lock. So uh, I would try this. You're not making any noise, so it's not like you're stripping gears. No. There is no noise associated with this. You pull the sh- transmission sh- shifter towards you, and you can't. It feels solid like it will not go into reverse. That's right. You fight to get it in reverse that many times. Okay. So what I want you to do is this, and I'm going to save you $75 in diagnostic time. You're going to get in there, and you're going to turn the key on and start the car. And and then I want you to let go and hit the brake pedal three times hard and then hold it and see if it goes into reverse. If you say, Mark, if I don't fan the brake pedal, then it takes two or three efforts to get it into reverse or to get it unlock and go into reverse. But if I hit that pedal three times real hard and then I hold it, it does it every time, then the brake light switch is bad. So that's all. Now, I want you to move your seat up a click or two so you can really hit that pedal hard. You're not going to hurt anything. But the question is, is is when you go to put it in reverse, it feels like that there's a bar there. Otherwise, I can't shift it out of park. It just won't let me shift it out of park. And I hit something I can't move. Well, that's the interlock. 
And so it's typically fixed by the replacement or adjustment of the brake light switch. So it could be an adjustment, something as easy as an adjustment. And if you were my customer and you walked in and told me that story, and if I hit it really hard, it always works, the adjustment, if you were a customer with... 15 work orders, mm-hmm. chances are you wouldn't be charged for that because we just send it out back and have one of the guys adjust the brake light switch and be done with it. I see. But the rest of the time, if you do the good job in diagnosing it and you share your test with them, I'm thinking this is under 50 bucks with no no big deal at all. Okay? okay. That's been going on for months and months and we've been fighting that thing. Well, what part of town do you live in? Uh, I live in Mesa, but I'll be happy to drive it at Mesa, but... Uh, I think I you should soon drive over to your shop. What's it's, your shop address? Well, we're on Warner and I ten, and um, and but but can I send you to somebody closer, please? Oh, okay. Who's okay. That Thompson's Auto Repair. Oh, uh, 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 no. Uh, that, okay. Okay, I sort of leave it at that. I'll take it over to your place. Okay, and that's fine. If you call Salem Boys Auto and ask for my daughter Andy, she'll make an appointment for you. Okay, if you can leave Andy. it overnight, if you leave it overnight, that's even better. But if you don't, they'll be able to help you. Okay, thank you. Okay, thank you very much, Jerry. You're up next, Jerry. How can I help you? I've got, hello, Mark. And good morning. Good morning. I've got a '09 Durango, 152,000 miles on it. Uh, it's burning some oil, but that's not my issue. I have a hard two-to-one shift. So as you're coming up to a light and it downshifts, there's go, you, I mean, you hear it, you feel it. It's a clunk, and you're down in the first gear. <sighs> Sometimes it does it. Other times it doesn't. Okay. All right. So. And the transmission been serviced lately, or how many times in 152,000 miles? Oh, two or three. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, when you're coming to a stop, I want you to throw it into neutral b- before you come to a complete stop. And then when you come to a complete stop, I want you to drop it down in first. So as you're coming in to land, throw it up in mm-hmm. neutral, bring it yep. to a stop, and then drop it to to first or go to drive and then drop it even right. lower than that. Uh, and then I want to know, is it does it do it more predominantly cold or hot or all the time? Well, I haven't tried what you you said, but it doesn't really matter when you're driving it if it's hot or if it's cold doing the two-to-one clunk. Okay, Um, okay. I have noticed that sometimes that it won't even do the downshift. It will get stuck in second gear, and if you run the, the, the shifter up and down, sometimes you'll get it to pop, other times you won't. But then the next flight, she's good again. Okay, then I want you to also try to manually shift it everywhere, every time for a couple of days. So when you come up to a stop, I want you to drop it in low. Then I want you to take off, click, click. I want you to manually shift it up and down, and that will help in the diagnostic procedure. If you say it shifts perfectly up and down, otherwise I'm coming to a stop, I drop it to three, then I drop it to two, and when I drop it to one, I'm still kind of rolling, and it always goes to one. You see my point? Where before it doesn't always go to one, you say I'm stopping in two. So that helps the diagnostic process is manually take control of the transmission manually and see what happens. But to answer your question bluntly, I don't know what it is. I just don't know. But you could call Phil over at Automatic Transmission Exchange and explain it to him, and I think he would have a better idea of what it is than I do. 
Okay. All right. Sounds Thank you very fair. much. All righty, Jerry. And we're going to take a break real quick. And uh, but we're going to come back, and Mike, you're going to be our first and only call. But if you have a question, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960, Action Auto Repairs, I-17 in Deer Valley. He's a full-service, family-owned auto repair shop that served Deer Valley and North Phoenix since 1983. I've known Tom since the early 80s. I've respected him. He's the kind of guy you'd want as your next-door neighbor. There's nothing fishy about him. You, What you see is what you get. And when I say fishy, I, that's a play on word because he's a fisherman. <laughs> that's he is a world-class fisherman. And so he's a great guy. But he also has a BMW certified technician there, a master tech on BMW. So if you have a Beamer and you're looking for a good shop, certainly anybody can change the oil. But if you've got a problem with the Beamer and you don't want to take it anywhere else, then may I suggest that you go to Action Auto Repair, northwest corner of I-17 in Deer Valley. We'll be back in a minute. Now you have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Automotive was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB online directory. They're proud of their A-plus rating. Thunderbird Automotive has ASE certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Automotive offers a free courser inspection on every vehicle, the same one that some charge $49 for. They now offer a three-year, 36,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have to stop in to Thunderbird Automotive at 88th Avenue in Thunderbird, just west of the 101. For more information, visit them online at ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Or drive right in at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird, just west of the 101. We all dream of our perfect retirement, but don't always have the plan for how to get there. With so many voices in retirement planning, it's hard to dig through the noise and find the truth. Some make outrageous claims. Others seem okay, but how would it work for you? Tune in to My Smart Retirement with certified financial planner Nancy Fleming. Saturdays at 12 p.m. for sound answers and practical ideas for your retirement concerns. That's My Smart Retirement with Nancy Fleming, Saturdays at 12 p.m. right here on 960 The Patriot. Okay, Simon, what are you wearing right now? Nothing. That's right. And what do people normally wear? Clothes. Exactly. So now Mommy's going to teach you how to dress yourself. Clothes keep us warm, they look good, and if we go out without them, the neighbors will talk. So it's important to know how to get dressed. Here's how it's done. Underwear always comes first, name, tag of the back, then pants, then shirt. Get the first button in the right hole, or you have to start all over. If you're wearing a tie, it goes over, round, round, through, and pull tight. Tuck your shirt into your pants and zip up your flap. Socks go in first, then shoes right on right, left on left. With shoelaces, just take the ends, cross them over, switch the loops. The rabbit goes down the hole, pull tight, and you're left with bunny ears. I love bunnies. Good to know. Now remember, spots don't go with stripes, socks don't go with sandals, and if you've tucked in your shirt, wear a belt. Got it? Why are your pants on your head? Most parenting is hard to do in just two minutes. But spending just two minutes twice a day making sure they brush their teeth is easier and could help save them from a lifetime of tooth pain. For fun two-minute videos to watch while brushing, visit 2min2x.org. That's 2min2x.org. A message from the Partnership for Healthy Miles, Healthy Lives, and the Ag Council. If you listen to this radio station for 24 hours straight, you'd hear about a quarter of a million words, and thousands of those words every day come from listeners like you. No one values your opinion more than we do. 
And when you support our advertisers, you turn words into actions. We know you're not always going to agree with us, but we wouldn't be here without you. So we thank you for listening and supporting our advertisers. 960 The Patriot, a Salem Media Group station. You don't need to get a second job as a stuntman to save money. We need a new stuntman. You just need FeedThePig.org. Don't get left behind. Get tips and tools at FeedThePig.org. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. Uh, welcome back, everybody. 43 minutes after 11 o'clock, and I'm going to talk as fast as I can because I want to talk about auto dynamics in Sun City. It's the largest, most trusted source for complete auto repair. Family-owned and operated since 1982. They're on their second generation. Chuck started it. Derek, his son, now runs it. And frankly, Derek's doing a better job than Chuck. <laughs> Nevertheless, they have quality service. They They stand behind their work. And everything about the process is exactly what you would expect it to be. And here's this kind of a nifty thing he's trying. He does not pay his mechanics or his staff a commission or a percentage of your repair bill. Therefore, he can ensure that they won't sell you unnecessary parts or repair. It's kind of a nifty study, and all of us are watching real close on how that works out. So if you want, if you need a spot in Sun City, Automotive Dynamics, north side of Grand, just west of 99th Avenue. Mike, thank you for holding. How can I help you? Hey, good morning, Mark. Morning. How you doing? Good, good. Yeah, I have a, I got a 2006 Kia Spectra. It's got about 120,000 miles on it. And I'm having a brake issue when I go to stop the car, like 30, 30, 40 miles an hour. The car kind of jerks forward and back, kind of like pulsates. Okay. Like maybe one of the rotors is warped or something. We took the tires off. We looked at the brake pads. All the pads look fine. I'm thinking that I have a warped rotor on one okay. of the wheels. On and 30 miles an hour is quite different than 65 or 70, yes? Well, as a, as you're slowing down and you apply the brakes, brake pedal, then it, then it kind of just like lunges forward and it stops and lunges forward. Okay, but again, is it different at 20 as opposed to 70? Is it more? No, it is does. It it, 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 I just notice it more as I'm slowing down the lights. Even when I'm like on the highway and I put apply the brakes, it still does it. Okay, is it a brake pedal pulsation? Um, not through the pedal, just the whole car. Okay, well. Um, kind of like it's grabbing and then it's letting go and it grabs and lets go. I know, but you're you're not describing um, it in terms that that we're going to be familiar with. Um, a brake okay. pedal pulsation, you can feel the pulsation in your foot, which I think is what you're describing. But yeah, I, pedal, I guess you'd be right. Yeah, something okay. like that. Yep. That that typically now you can go 45 miles an hour. Do you have a parking brake on the car that you use ever? There is a parking brake, but okay. I don't use it. All righty, that's okay. So go 40 miles an hour, nobody's around you, Sunday morning, um, your wife's still asleep, and then pull the parking brake on it and see if the, if the don't hit the brake pedal, but pull the parking brake and see if the pulsation is there. That tells you it's in the rear brakes. So then, oh, okay. um, but this is a pretty easy one for a shop to diagnose because they, they're going to put a dial indicator on the front rotors. 
And if, if we've got a 30 thousandths variation on one of the rotors, then that's the pulsation now. The question is, is do we cut the rotor or do we replace the wheel bearings that could cause the same problem? So that's what we have to do. But it could be a rotor, and we're going to typically turn both of them, and we're going to take the minimal amount of metal off just to get it straight. And we're also going to make okay. sure that the rotor sits up against the hub flange and that there's not a bunch of dirt back there because if there's a dirt between those two mating s surfaces, it's going to cause the rotor to wobble. But if we just take the rotor off and we go, oh, well, here's half of Arizona, we blow it all off, put the rotor back on, pulsation gone. So those are the kind Perfect. of things that uh, – but if you can take them for a ride, but if you use right terminology, I can close my eyes and I hit the brake. I, I Not really close my eyes, but I hit the brake and I can feel the pedal pulsate. If verified yeah. that that's what you're talking about, then, yes, you're right. The right. rotors is the problem. Okay? Yeah, I just remembered. The whole car did it, but it does come up through my foot. Yeah, you're okay. right. All righty. Well, that's what normally we call it, and that'll help focus them in if it if it's true. But thank you very much. Brake pedal pulsates, and I got to get that on my log. Celso, good morning to you. How can I help you? Hi, hi, Mark. Good morning. Yeah. Good morning to you. Oh, I have a yeah, I have a 2006 uh, Sienna van. Okay. Okay, and uh, what's happening is uh, when I press on the gas. It kind of hesitates. A split second hesitation, then it goes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, last year it had a recall about a solenoid something I forgot, but uh, then uh, the problem disappeared for a while. Then it came back again. Okay. Now it's having uh, all the time. It's happening all the time now. All right. If it was, yeah. if it's exactly the problem before the recall was performed then I would think you would go back to them and you would say to them, I, I, here's my story. I have a hesitation on throttle up. I have a hesitation uh -huh. when I first give it gas. This is a hesitation I had before you did the recall. The good news is, is I didn't have the hesitation at all until recently and it just came back. I would like very much for you to reevaluate the recall procedure, but before you spend more than, let's say, $50 of my money, I want you to call me. So what you're saying oh, to wow. them is, is I want you to look to see your work was right. I want you to follow the procedures. I want you to make sure this isn't a derivative uh, or a cause or a problem created by the recall. And But I want you to also, and you got to give them a little bit of money, but you say, I'm going to draw the line at Forty dollars or fifty dollars. So call me after that and see what happens. Okay. But I think the All key right. here, Celso, is I had the uh -huh. hesitation. The recall fixed it. Now the hesitation's back. I think that one, two, three is going to be important to them. Now, if they've had other people come in with the same problem, they may not already know the fix, and they'll smile, pat you on the back. I hope, and just say, "We'll take care of this." That's the best you can hope for. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. Thank you very much, Mark. Right. Okay. You're welcome. Bye -bye. You're welcome. And Dom, good morning to you. How can I help you? Good morning. A 2016 Hyundai Santa Fe when you, with 34,000 miles on it. When you hit the brakes, it wants to stop so abruptly it's going to launch you through the window. <laughs> okay. It's real, real hard to avoid that. It just stops on the dime. Okay. Reverse or forward. 
And is it something that's been there for a long time or something that just started? It's been there since I purchased the car with 24,000 miles on it. At, and it's a 2016? Yes. And how, how, how many miles has it got now? 34. Okay. <sighs> Can't figure it. And the dealer knows nothing about why it stops so abruptly. Okay. You know, is it possible that the seats... I know this sounds stupid, but is the seat too far forward? Could Because that will affect how much braking pressure you give it. So my question to you is, is back the front seat off one click and see what happens. But but here's what I'm thinking out loud. If you've, if you've gone 10,000 miles or more on this vehicle and you've had this, this, the brakes are working too doggone good, if there was a problem, we would have worn the pads away on the inboard pad if the caliper was hanging out, it, hanging up. If the wheel bearings were bad, we'd have a brake pulsation. You don't smell anything, which means the brakes aren't locking up. They're not getting hot. So you're missing so many of the symptoms that would otherwise suggest a defect in the braking system. The only thing you've got is this stops on a dime. And the the question would then, and, and most power brake cars are going to stop on a dime with 45 to 65 pounds of foot pressure. Boom, we stop on a dime. So I'm just, first of all, I don't think it's a brake issue, but I don't know how to explain it. But I, well, I just I, say, let's pull the seat back one click. Maybe your knee is bent. Maybe when you straighten your leg, you're trying to lock your knee in, inadvertently. Inadvertently. And I, and I talk about this in this fashion. I've been a, a, a mechanical expert for all the car companies. And I remember a case like this where the customer was unhappy because the brake system worked too well. And when I drove with them, I noticed that... that that the lady would push the brake and then she'd go a little extra just to lock her knee, and 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 yes, it it kind of it kind of brought the car to a stop a, a little extra quick. Yeah. The nose would dive, the back end would rise. So I well, asked her if we could take a break, and I moved her seat back <laughs> a notch, and then we went and rode it again. She goes, "What'd you do?" <laughs> and I said, okay, I mean, just made an adjustment underneath the hood. Well, that would be nice, except that all anybody who drives it has the same experience, men, okay. women. I, I, okay, uh, Dom, I've never heard of this before. I've never, in 39 years, I've never had anybody say the brakes are too too t- touchy, the brakes work too fast and too hard. I, I just... Um, I, and I guess, I guess you, what part of town do you live in? I'll arrange for a free test drive. Where are you at? I'm in uh, Fun Lake. Okay. Chandler. Okay. All right. Um, have you got a pencil handy? Yes. Okay. Um, Ten twenty-five West Warner. Uh huh. Alma School in Warner. No, sir. No. no, it's you know where the IKEA store is as you come up from Sun Lakes. Yes. You're going to turn right and go a mile, and it's on the right. It's 1025 West Warner in Tempe. I'm sorry. I should that's have said your, Tempe. That's your shop, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yes, I got it. All right. And so what you're going to do is, is you're going to talk to my daughter, Andy, and I'm going to have the very one of the very best technicians who's been with me for 29 years. He's a master tech. He is a wizard. But he's, he's going to take your car for a ride, and he's going to determine whether or not something needs to be done or not. Fair enough. I, that's the best I can offer you, and I'll do it for free. 
What a deal. And so you're not going to have – now, you're not going to have Eddie for 45 minutes as you and him go bar hopping. You understand that, right? <laughs> oh, I'm so disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's a great technician. And, well, you and, know, Mark, I had a 2012, same car, same engine, same everything. It didn't do that. It was perfect. Okay, but did the 2012 have rear drums, or did it have disc all the way around? Don't know. And see, this could have disc all the way around. And the 2012 may have had drums. Now, the drums are really not efficient, as well as as disc brakes are. So, Eddie, you can ask Eddie, does, this, does my 12 have a different brake system than my 16? Would you check to see if the rear drums, if it, if it has shoes on the back and pads on the front, and if it changed? And if he says no, both models had disc disc, then my hypothesis goes out the window. All right, got it. Okay. Thank you so much. All right, and don't you forget to call Andy and tell her that. Okay. All right. And yes, and, and, sir. and his name is Dom. Dom. Okay. That means he's probably Italian. And, I don't know. And and it could very well mean he knows mobsters. Mark, and so tell stop. Eddie. <laughs> Stop. Just teasing. Oh, man, you get like touchy. I think you're not going to be on the show anymore. That's what I think. Oh, boy. Yeah, lucky you. So you can go. Gr- <laughs> you know what, folks? You have to feel sorry for me. I woke up this morning at 6 o'clock, took the dogs out. You woke up at 7.30, and we immediately went garage sailing. You didn't have to go. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. Okay, I can sit. But I do go. Yes. And, and then and I... And you bought the most. Let me just... What? That. what are you yeah. talking about? <laughs> you bought the most stuff. I bought two things, and you bought six or seven. Wait a minute. You, here, folks, Here, we'll let them be the judge and the jury. She won't let me take her Dyson vacuum out to my workshop that has a carpet in it to let me clean the carpet, even though my responsibility is to clean the vacuum after its use. So I found this cheap vacuum cleaner that has kind of a nifty uh, collection thing and it was $15. I whittled him to 12 <laughs> and I bought the vacuum cleaner so that I didn't have to use your new Dyson in my no. workshop out in the barn. Yeah, most so people, you are very most women wouldn't let you So here's the answer. Shop here's the answer. Their nice vacuum. I'm going to give you the one I bought for $12 and I'm taking your Dyson. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm going to do. <laughs> we'll fight about that later. marketmarksalem.com if you have a car question, marketmarksalem.com. Mark is with the K, Salem like the cigarettes. marketmarksalem.com. If you'd give me your year-making model and the miles, let's stick to the symptoms. And if you'd give me a phone number, I typically will call you because I'll have some questions. And it'll be from a blocked cell phone line, as you would expect. So I understand that most of you don't answer that. But I'll usually call the first time, leave a message, and tell you I'm going to call back. And so um, that's usually what I do. But anyway, what I'd like you to do is remember... You ask them, is that maintenance called for in my owner's manual? And let's look at the owner's manual together. And oftentimes you'll see the service writer bail out of that conversation because your transmission service is due at 80 and he's trying to sell it to you at 30. So that's why looking at the owner's manual is an important part of maintenance. What does the owner's manual say? And don't let him tell you that the owner's manual is not written for Arizona because that's just a big line of BS. Mark at MarkSalem.com. Thank you very much. Wear your seatbelt. God bless you. And I'll see you next Saturday right here at 10 o'clock. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.